0: welcome back to the podcast uh, before we begin like always I want to thank my sponsors I want to thank my anchor sponsors my friends Jake and Sergio I also want to thank James Taylor for, for sponsoring the podcast um, if you want to read a good book my friend Jen, James Taylor wrote the tragedy of hold on, I got the name right here uh, the tragedy of the red-eyed girl you can find it on Amazon so if you want to read it read a uh, a book written by a local, Imperial Valley. Um, he's a teacher at that uh, Calexico High School, um, and he wrote a book, so it's pretty cool. Um, also, want to thank David Gastelum. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure you contact David Gastelum. His phone number is 760-235-9576. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience and it'll help you along the way in one of the most important investments of your life. So make sure you contact David Costello. I also want to thank my friends here at Golden Dragon Restaurant, Patty and Frank, for allowing me to record today's episode here. They're located in 28 South Imperial here in Calexico, so make sure to stop by and support local businesses. Thank you, guys. Um, Today, I have a guest that I've been kind of following for a while. Um, She does a lot for the community, a lot for the uh, the city of Heber. Uh, but she also helps out a lot of other communities in the Valley. And she mostly goes under the radar when it comes to, like, you know, doing these community service things. Um, but uh, I kind of, like, I've had an eye, you know, of the things she does. And um, I kind of wanted her to come by because she's having an event. Um, two events this month, right? Three. Three events this this. All month. in one, but three. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my guest today is Diana Garcia Ruiz. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um. Every time I have a guest, um, I let them, uh, for the first part of the, of, the, of the podcast, I let them tell us a little bit about themselves. So um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? You know, I, I, I asked you just right now, you were born and raised in Heber. Yes. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about about who you are?
1: Um, I was born and raised in Heber, and I had a very happy childhood there. I mean, I was... You know, I I hate to say this, but we used to swim in the Dogwood Canal, you know. We would, you know, climb trees. My house sat right across from the Hebrew utility water ponds, which we thought they were swimming pools, (laughs) you know. You know the old saying, we were poor but didn't know it? Mm -hmm. That was pretty much my childhood. And I loved it so much that I wanted to raise my children there. So. When I got married and I married a guy from East Side El Centro, <laughs> and he would always tell me, "We're not gonna live in Heber," and I said, "Well, you better figure it out because I'm not living Heber," mm-hmm. you know. And I just we bought a house, and he would tell everybody, "We're, you know, casi saliendo de Heber," <laughs> and I'd say, "No, honey, it's entrando a Heber." <laughs> and now he tells people, "Oh yeah, yeah, I love. He loves it. He's always with me. You know, he supports everything I do. Thank goodness." I have a very patient, very um, understanding husband. Yeah.
0: Um, I, the first time I met you was um, with the Brown Bag Coalition. Yes. Um, um, I was doing a video for Maribel um, where it kind of, like, featured, like, all the people yeah. that helped out. Mm-hmm. And, and wow. your group was one of them. Um, you are part of uh, this group called Proyecto Hebrew, right? Yes. Are you the founder or...? I'm
1: the co-founder. Co-founder. Yes.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about what Proyecto Hebrew is all about? Sure.
1: Um, we started off very... Um, oddly (laughs) we had the Hebrew school had a chess team Mm -hmm. and um, Mr. Lambert I I just my dad played chess when Mm -hmm. since we were kids he taught everyone he taught my children at two years old my kids were playing chess because my dad was sick he had Parkinson's disease so he was he would stay at home and um, so he would stay with the kids and Mm -hmm. so kids picked that up really fast and so my nephews all play chess and everything, and before my kids even started in the chess program, I, I knew that this was a way for Hebrew kids to get more, you know, and so we started helping him. but school this is before I was even on the school board. Um, school monies are very restrictive. Mm-hmm. you know you're given for books, you know, teacher salaries, they're very restricted um, yeah. budgets. And so um, we needed to make money for these kids to be able to travel. Back then, um, probably probably two or three of the kids came from you know a two two parent household. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, you know, had no money, no real support. And so we needed to to get them. And they told me, well, if you can make a nonprofit, we could funnel money through there, mm-hmm. right, for the kids. And so that's how the Proyecto Hebrew started. We were going to be the Hebrew chess club. <laughs> and then Mr. Lambert said, well, I want to incorporate other kids from other communities. Mm-hmm. Some of our kids went to McCabe. Some of our kids came to Calexico, stuff like that. So um, we said, okay. And then at that point, in our, in our when we were still kind of filing paperwork to become a 501c3, um, we had a young man. Whose mom, who he had been a part of the chess team, and whose mom was going through cancer treatments, mm-hmm. and his dad was working. So <clears throat> it was up to him to drive the mother to the treatments, and he didn't have a driver's license. Mm-hmm. So he came to us and he said, Can you give us, give me money, $27 for a, dr- a driver's license? He said, But I also need to borrow a car to do my test. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, you know what? How do you say no to that? So, my co founder Olivia Delgado and myself, um, it was her neighbor, and we said, No, we're gonna, we bought him, we paid for his insurance, for his um, driver's license fee, and we paid for his insurance for six months so that he could do that. And we realized that it was a lot more than just chess you know he came to us because he remembered us from the chess team yeah but it was a lot more it it kind of was a sense of community once you're in hebrew that's it you know you know everybody and he knew we could help him Mm. and um so that's how we started and we thought you know what it's more than chess it's going to be an all-inclusive and that's how we we found it and we tossed around a few a few names you know some weird names <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. So, finally, we thought, well, it's a project. It's going to be an ongoing, like a living document. You know, yeah. it's a it's an ongoing project. But, you know, we're, what, 99% Hispanic? Maybe not so much now, but back then. And so, we thought, oh, it's not a project. It's un proyecto. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing proyecto. And that's what we decided to call it. Yeah. Proyecto Hebra.
0: That's a cool name. Yeah, kind of like... Um, like knowing the backstory, like you kinda of make sense now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and so we just and started with that and then it just has evolved so much. It's my my personal idea was to give was to kinda of give Heber a different meaning, you know. When I was growing up, Heber, you know, it was so bad that you know, the the saying was even the sheriff doesn't dare come in. We live right on Main Street, right mm-hmm. in front of the church and I remember that the sheriffs would drive by and the, the the cholos would come out and throw beer bottles at them, you wow. know, soda bottles. And it was not, it was yeah. not good. Even though I was happy, you know, I had a happy childhood there and everything. Um, I I could tell where Heber was, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I remember too when I was um, probably like in junior high, like Heber uh-huh. being like this, this, yeah, like you wouldn't go there if you weren't from there. Like.
1: My husband has this awesome story. <laughs> he went to Meadows Union, you know. And he would tell me, I never thought I was going to marry a Hebrew girl, you know. (laughs) You guys were scary. And I tell him, why were we scary? He says that when they went, and I remember, because I'm not going to confess to being one of the instigators, (laughs) but I remember being there. Um, They went, and they they kicked our butt in basketball, the Mm. boys' basketball. And we, the, the Hebrew students, um broke their bus their bus some windows every single one of their bus
0: windows
1: (laughs) and you know that was that was hebrew yeah but i always wanted to give you know a different um background a different meaning a different name a different Mm -hmm. you know um
0: um yeah like an image yeah a
1: different image and so um that was one of the things that i wanted to do and then to help our community Mm. help our community a lot so um, I just, cause it's not, Hebrew isn't that anymore, you know? I'm no. sure we have a lot of, yeah, you still have.
0: Yeah, no, it's not like that anymore. Um, yeah. you know, I, I have friends there now that, you know, we go visit and, yes. and it's like nothing like that anymore.
1: Yeah, no. And, and so, but people don't understand that, mm. you know, being on the chess team with, like I said, when we started, everybody would say we would say, what are you doing? You know, we have the chess team and we have, we were state champions, national champions. Mm -hmm. Some of our kids had um, scholarships to colleges. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the first time we were going to go to nationals. uh, We were selling at the children's fair and we had a big, you know, we had our trophies and we had a banner and this, this gentleman came up and he was ordering what we were selling, but then he looked at it and he read, the banner and it said and he said huh Heber chess team really Heber has a chess team you know not thinking that we probably he didn't think you know that we understood English yeah. <laughs> and and I remember I looked up and I told him yes and they're national champions you know uh-huh. and he just kind of sobered up you know and just walked off <laughs> but but that was the thing was you know chess is a very is a game of, of money you know yeah, and yeah. and they we, our kids compete against uh, teams that are actually coached by chess masters and stuff. And here we have, you know, one of our math teachers at Heber, you know, teaching it. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell my kids, almost every one of them is held at Marriott, you know, Hilton. And, you know, and everybody pulls up in their Jags and yeah. their, you know, and the kids have their little jackets, you know, with the crest of the academy that they belong yeah. to. And here comes Heber in our school vans and, you know, parent vans and everything. And, you know, if we had matching color shirts, that was a biggie, <laughs> course, you know. Yeah. But when they start winning, yeah, they, they look at us differently. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw recently there was a, uh, a documentary about this kid from I want to say he was from Nigeria mm-hmm. that his family had uh, migra- uh, immigrated to the United States and then he started um, going to the park with his dad and playing chess Uh and then he became like this phenom like he's like so like he's winning tournaments and like you know Uh making a name out of himself and it's because of chess you know chess is like you said it's a it's a sport of oh i guess i don't know if it's a sport but it's uh something that rich people rich kids play so yeah like for for somebody from a really small town like too. Yeah. Come in and kick some butt, you know.
1: Well it was first it was like, you know, where's Heber? And then it was like, Where's Heber? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the tone really changed.
0: Yeah. yeah. But that
1: that was that was the beauty of it, you know. And the beauty of, of chess is that it doesn't it, it's not money, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to, to learn it or to play it. Mm-hmm. The money comes in the travel. Yeah. You know. And and, and very interestingly is that a lot of girls girls seem to be better at it you know they seem to to my the coach is really fun well yeah the girls make plans you know you have to have at least 10 steps ahead you know you, you have to imagine the board and see 10 steps ahead 10 moves ahead uh-huh. and he says well yeah girls you know figure things out and girls you know have plans and girls you know will will reel you in into a, a trap you know and we were laughing about that the other day and but girls really do but girls really aren't encouraged
0: mm-hmm. to play it Yeah, and it's like um, even like for coding and like computer uh-huh. stuff like you hardly see any, yes. any women in, in that field and I mean the few that there I guess there is a lot of girls in that field but they're not really I don't know, like offer the job or mm-hmm. whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't yeah. really matter what sex you are, but as long as you're good.
1: No, and, and, and yes, very, like I said, you know, my daughter was one of them that did really, really well. She was state champion. She was, um, you know, I think 13th in the nation was the highest. She went first, pers- oh. you know, individually. Um, in the nation? In the nation, wow. yeah. And um, uh, they would always you know you could, especially growing up you know when she was a lot younger um, when she would beat you know a, a boy the other boys oh, you you got beat by a
0: girl yeah. you know <laughs> so it's, it's um they don't separate them it's like boys no, against girls no. and
1: you're you're um going in there by your your ranking
0: oh okay so you can play like if you're ranked really high you can play like a 15 year old and you can be like 10 11 yes okay
1: a lot of times a lot of times our kindergartners were, placed, we're being um, placed with 8th graders. Oh, wow. Yes.
0: So you have kindergartners playing? Yes. Oh, wow. Well. I mean, now they're older, right? Well,
1: now they're older. I think right now he's, he's concentrating mostly. Oh, no, he started some kindergartners. Mr. Lambert had taken a few, not... Not completely, the chess team has never completely gone away, Mm -hmm. but he started training, like his his daughter right now is in fifth grade. So when she was in kinder, he just took those kids that followed her, and that was it. But right now, he's taking everybody from kindergarten up. But yeah, we do have kindergartners My kids, like I said, my, my dad taught them how to play. They've been playing since two years old.
0: And I don't think there's other teams here in the valley that that play chess. Are there? Or? No,
1: no, not competitively. I believe Calextico was going to start one. I believe. Okay. Not too sure. Somebody was going to start one.
0: Okay. Um, besides, um, you know, doing you know stuff for for your, the mm-hmm. local kids. I know you do. Well, I mean, um, besides chess, you also do like a, a shoe drive, like yes. for back to school. Can you tell us a little bit about about how um, that came about.
1: That kind of just, uh, my co-founder Olivia said, one um, of her, her neighbor that was, you know, the, the gentleman that we said, they had a little daughter, they had a, a young daughter and they were having a really rough time, you know, um, and, uh, money wise. And so she said, Hey, you know, their school's coming up. Can we help her, you know, maybe get her a couple of, you know, outfits and, mm-hmm. and some shoes. And I thought, yeah, you know, yes, of course. Um... And so, we went out there, and then I started looking around, you know, and I was still on the school board back then at the elementary school board. And I noticed that a lot of grandparents are taking care of their kids now, you know, their grandkids now. And it was just kind of sad, you know, you would see kids coming in, you know, with holes in their shoes and stuff. And I remember when I first started getting sponsors, you know, I would go out and try to get sponsors for these children. And uh, I remember a very mean lady told me, you're, you're, you're looking at the wrong, you know, the, you're looking at it the wrong way. She said, there is no way that there is kids out there that are that poor. And I thought to myself, then you don't know your community, you know, and because and, there is, there yeah. is. And so we started and we started for, with a few, just whatever money we could afford, um, and then sponsors started kind of rolling in, and it was doing... Last year, we did about 27, I believe. 27. 27 kids. 27 kids. And then this year, we were up to 52. Oh, wow. We did 52. And, you know, we, talk, we tell the parents, like, was, give us a shoe size, a shirt size, and a pant size. We don't promise anything but shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. And probably of the 52, probably, fifth, probably 50 got shirts you know and stuff with yeah. it you know and um sometimes it's not really like we had a little girl that heard about it and she came to us and she said I don't need shoes she said my mom bought me shoes but I can't join the drill team if I don't have white shoes and my mom can't afford the white shoes mm-hmm. you know so I said that's fine we'll get you shoes you know so it's little things like that
0: yeah that
1: to you and me you know may not mean a lot because she already had a pair of shoes you know to start the school year yeah but
0: she wanted to do this she wanted thing, to do know. the drill team yeah
1: and she couldn't her mom couldn't afford the extra shoes yeah you know
0: and how do um how do you uh select the kids that you know get the
1: uh we go through the school they give us okay. a list and um we 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 look around we see them at the church, you know, or when I I'm still very active, you know. We we look around. Um, I work at the post office, so I can tell, you know, when they come in and who needs it, who Do doesn't.
0: And in, 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 in Heber. Heber. Yeah. I work at
1: the post office in Hebrew.
0: You don't work in um, Sealy.
1: No, I in January I started
0: H- here in Hebrew. Mm-hmm, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, I,
1: I promote it to Hebrew.
0: Okay, but you used to work in Chile? Yes, for
1: 19 years. Okay,
0: yeah, because I remember <laughs> seeing you there. Yeah. I went to go get my passport, and I saw you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, like, I thought you worked in Chile. Okay. Yeah,
1: no, I just transferred in January.
0: Oh, okay. Over here. So does having, like, such a small knit community, does it help you, like, uh, you know, do these kinds of events, like, where you help the, you know, these kids? Is I think
1: it, it does, because a lot of it is word of mouth, like, um, they'll... You know, the, the, everybody knows where I live. I live right on Main Street. Everybody knows where I live. And they'll come up. I mean, I get people. My husband goes, oh, yeah. He goes, um, uh, oh, my gosh. At the last census, I stood up in the church and I said, if anybody needs help here, you know, I'm here. <gasps> you know, weeks and weeks and weeks wow. of just people coming over, you know. so So now if somebody needs help filling out a form, getting something translated, here they come. And I don't mind, yeah. I don't mind at all, and um so word of mouth, you know, hey, you know we we you I heard that so and so you got so and so some shoes, you know, do you mind, yeah, sure, so they become on our list, uh we also have a list of like we do a turkey drive for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so when they pick up their 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 turkey, we kind of look at the kids, you know how many kids they have and stuff, catechism, you know, at church mm-hmm. we we see all
0: that. So you're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm always on the lookout, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, I, like you say, um, you know, you were born and raised there, and, like, mm-hmm. you just love your community that, you know, kind of, like, because I was going to ask you, like, what, what drives you to kind of do all these things for? Uh,
1: I think, like I said, I grew up there, you know. I don't know if we were recording before when I said about the swimming in the canals. I don't
0: yeah were, we, yeah, were we recording? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah,
1: you know, I just I love my community, and I know exactly, you know, where everything everyone is and where, but, growing up, like I went, I remember going to school in the mud, you know, and we didn't have a playground. Our recess was spent in the blacktops, you know, when the water accumulated, mm-hmm. cleaning our shoes because we had we were so muddy, wow. you know, and um, just. I remember, like I said, having to go swim in the canals. And somebody told me once, well, we have Dippy Duck, you know, now. Oh, we had it back then too, you know. <laughs> we just didn't have any other options. Yeah. You know, because sadly, that's one of the things that we still don't have an option for kids is swimming, you know, mm-hmm. or in the summer. But, um, but I thought to myself, you know what, I remember kids telling us stuff, you know, at high school, we didn't have science. My very first day of freshman as a freshman, I walked in and I won't see the teacher's name. Um, but it was a science teacher and he said, You because I sat in the front, because I was a nerd, <laughs> you know, go to the back and get me a cylinder. And um I didn't know what a cylinder was. Never had science in at Hebrew school, oh. you know, for eight years, oh. nine years with kinder. And um, so I go to the back and I'm looking, I'm staring at you know, these cylinders, everything. But I don't know which, what it is. And he says, what's wrong? And I turned around and I looked at him and he says, don't tell me. You're from Hebrew. Uh. You know? And I remember being so embarrassed. You know, and the kids laughed, whatever, whatever. And he went over there. This is a cylinder. This is, you know, yeah, a beaker. You know? Mm. And I thought, oh. So I knew that. Our school could get better mm-hmm. you know like I said no no um, playgrounds um, no sidewalks anything I knew that I wanted to raise my children in Hebrew but I also knew that my children deserved better mm-hmm. than what Hebrew was giving yeah. them so um, one day my my children had my son, my son was about six months old or so and my nephew he, it was he was the youngest at the time the youngest nephew and he went to the house and he showed me like it was the first time that hebrew school was using uniforms mm-hmm. so he went to show me his brand new uniform his brand new shoes you know everything and then it rained that day oh. and then he came, when and i went to pick him up cuz i was helping his mom you know he was all muddy and i thought no you know i remembered like the old humiliation and you know came back full force and i thought no you know so i started so i ran for the school board i ran for the water board and i decided i was going to make a difference Mm -hmm. and we started lobbying by the time my kids were in that school um and then the, the school administration at that time would tell me we don't have it's not enough money this is before i was even on the board we don't have enough money for insurance and, you know, what's required for the playgrounds. We don't have enough money to buy the playgrounds. Well, I can get you donations. You know, I'll go out there and I'll knock on people's doors and we'll get donations for the playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Not really knowing what I was going to get into, right? And they kept t- giving me, no, 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 we can't just accept that money from from donations for a playground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I ran, so I ran for the school board. And when I won, the... At, Kind of, a, There was a transition of a new board coming in and also a new administration. Mm-hmm. And he, Mr. Jaime Silva, we started almost at the same time. Um, Mr. Jaime Silva said, you know what, Insurance doesn't go up one penny. Yeah. And he says, and if you get donations, we will match it. Wow. And that's the another beauty of, of being from Heber is that not just our, like the geothermals and, and Gibson and Schaefer, Altoro, all those. Those are my favorite you know people to go to yeah. cuz they never say no um, just those the beauty of being there is that people from outside of hebrew will hear the word hebrew and they want to help you yeah it's like it's it's coming up it's growing you know we know that you kind of get the shorter than the stick you mm. know and so they did and we did by the time we went back there we had two playgrounds enough money for two playgrounds wow. we put one in the in the elementary and one in the middle grades oh. You know, so little things like that. Yeah, and,
0: now, and now you have a, like a fairly new school, right? Like yes, a, yeah. we have
1: Dogwood School that took uh, twenty years to build, wow. and um, the you know it's it's really sad right now. I'm going to touch a little bit about full full funding for schools. You know, um, they kept taking that money or putting it aside or freezing it. You mm-hmm. know. And we had to go to Sacramento and lobby. You know, we had to go in there. And, and I remember meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I walked yeah. into the men's bathroom. Oh, the <laughs> the fun that I've had with with my political career. But, um, and I remember, and I, I walked up to him. And I didn't know it was the men's bathroom. But anyway, he was coming out as I was going in. And I was like, hey, you need to give, you know, free your money. And he, you know, because they just freeze your money not knowing. Uh-huh. But right now, California, right now, I think we went up to like 37th, but we were like 48th in in the nation of what our government actually gives us, what we should be getting for each student.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, it's still way, we're still way down there. Yeah.
0: But, um, I mean, I don't know, I'm not sure, but, um, the new governor or or Newsom has been, Mm -hmm. you know, being a little bit more supportive, right? Yes.
1: He's a little bit more supportive, but we're still way down there. We're 37th, Mm -hmm. 38th in the nation.
0: Being, being a a state that's like really rich, right? Like you you, you would think that. Well, we
1: went to Texas for, uh, Central Union High School, um, had a a team that went to Texas and one of my nephews played. So here I go, you know, we all caravan. Let's go. It was fun. It was so much fun. Um, and when I got there, I started, like, looking around the school. They kind of look like prisons. The, the facade looks uh-huh. like prisons, you know. But um, it was brand new, you know. It looked brand new. And I was, like, all excited. And the principal comes out. And, of course, he wants to show off his school. So he you, do you want a tour? And I was like, yeah, sure, great. Mm-hmm. And then he tells me it's 34 years old. Oh,
0: wow.
1: He said, and I quote, we have so much money, we don't know what to do with it. What? They had a jumbotron. For their for their for the- scoreboard, yes, they had a three-story cafeteria, you know, with with all these um, big old flat-screen TVs all over. Wow. They have a DJ during lunch. <laughs> they have other CTE courses. They had the fire academy, the ROTC academy. You know this. The fire academy had their own fire truck.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: They have a bus, uh, semi bus driving or something driving school for like for adult ed right there uh-huh. well they have their own semi-trucks that they drive around around town with the big old logo of you know Del Valle High School wow
0: that's crazy
1: each field has their own field house do you know what a field house is no I didn't either <laughs> I asked it's if this field needs to change their uniforms or anything they have this house if this other field over here has needs to change your uniforms or something, they have their own house. Wow. I was like, they have four fields. I was like, ah. I mean, it was just crazy.
0: And, and you know what? I've seen um, shows on TV, on Netflix. There's a show that follows like senior quarterbacks from uh-huh. high school. And they always showcase like people from Texas because Texas is really good uh-huh. in football. Yeah. And yeah, I see the, the schools and the fields. And, all, um, and I always think to myself, like, there's probably like a private school that has a lot of money, but. I mean, now uh, that you mentioned, it's probably like most of the schools are. I
1: could see the city of Juarez from the football stadium. They're wow. a border town, just like us. Oh, really? They were the size of. I think we calculated it. They were the size of um, Central and Southwest together. They had sixteen assistant assistant principals. Wow. I mean, it was it was just beautiful, and all I kept thinking was. Texas is not a rich state. Yeah, they're they're oil rich, mm-hmm. you know, but like minimum wage is 750. Wow. You know, our hotel was $53 and we had a suite. Cuz it was last minute and they said all we have is a suite and I thought, "Oh it's
0: lord, be, yeah. how much am I
1: going to pay for that?" She goes, oh, "It's $53." I was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> I'll
0: take two. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, gas was like 212, you know, our dinners were like 799, a big old Mexican food plate, you know. Uh, but it was, and I think it's the saddest thing is that, and he said, "This we're a poor school," and I'm thinking, really, geez, Louise, you know, you've got, you've got to be kidding me. They had a three story cafeteria, they had, you know, oh, I could tell you the the library was beautiful. They had a quad area that looked like, like the inside of a royal. You know, of a castle.
0: Wow.
1: I was like, whoa. Because that's their theme. Was They're the warriors. Oh, okay. So they have like, you know, a lot of old English themes. And so I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, and it frustrates me that yeah. a poor state like that can...
0: Yeah, can, can be... Can, can, yeah. They, they
1: fully fund their educational system. Yeah. They had a, a, a pact with UTEP, University of Texas, El Paso, mm-hmm. that if they've got... They would, they had to have the full requirements as everybody else, but if you were accepted to UTEP from Del Valle, you they would pay for it. Wow! Because they're such a poor community that that was their, you know, yeah, you know, philanthropy for them.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, really? Wow! That's you know, crazy. so so to me, it's like we need to get out there, you know, and that's the voice of the people. You know, you, we as parents, we as a community members, can say, can write to our congressmen and mm. our our assembly. You know what? The state of California needs to fund our our, our schools.
0: Yeah. You know and, and I didn't know you you were in the board and you know I was that was one of my questions, like have you ever thought of running for office? But like I for you you yeah. did yeah.
1: yeah. I was on I started at, at the school board like I said when my when my son started school. So I was on that board for twenty years and oh, then wow. I was elected to the Central Union High School board. Oh wow. and so I had to leave my Hebrew board and, you know, I'm the first one from from Heber to ever be elected to wow. that. I don't know if I'm the first Latina, but, you know, but I'm at least the first one from, from a feeder school, from Heber or yeah. or anything. And um, and I'm I'm really happy that I'm there because I, I kind of realized that some of our kids are going through the cracks, you know, falling through the cracks, yeah. especially the Heber kids, the Sealy kids, you know, the Desert Oasis kids. And, and, and um, not for... Not for, you know, maliciously or anything, but I think for, they, they didn't see it, you know. They didn't, they, they didn't catch it. Mm. Or, you know, me coming from these, I would say, you know, you need to, this needs to be done here. Yeah. Or put a little bit more emphasis yeah. on the, the lower
0: kids. And I, I always, um like when you're saying all these things, I kind of like relate. Even though I'm from Calexico, I grew up in Las Pichoneras. I don't know where Las Pichoneras is at. Mm -hmm. I grew up there. And I always tell this story, and people might probably get tired of me me (laughs) telling it. But um, I always felt like, you know, even though we were from Calexico, we lived in Las Pichoneras. We really never were part of Calexico. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like our own little community. Um, I, I can't think of anybody that I grew up with that went to college, that has a degree. I mean, I don't know now, right? But... Back then, as a kid, I, I didn't have anybody that that would tell me, like, hey, you know, make sure you have your A3G, make sure yes. you, you know, all these things. And, you know, my parents and, like, anybody else in the, in the apartments, you know, really never, um, were, 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 they weren't there, like, to, you know, yeah. hey, did you do your homework? um yes. How you're doing in your classes, what's your GPA? Like, all these things. Um, so, like, I kind of relate in that sense that, even though, um, you know, from here, like, I kind of felt like I was from another little yeah. town in Calexico. In and and yeah, like, I, I can see like where other people that I grew up with or that come from the speech and that has kind of like fall through the cracks because you know mm-hmm. there's really nobody looking out for you know their future like it's just if like, they
1: don't have that support at home, I think it's very, um, very it's essential that we as a as a school provide it, you know, mm. or at least try to, maybe we can't fix all their, you know, financial problems, all of their, you know, um, you know, personal problems, but you know what, if you're failing in a subject, I think it's our responsibility to look at it, yep. you know, and, and a lot of times now, now though, each school is classified and graded on whether you provide, you know, college and career readiness and things that I didn't know, you know, being in the elementary. I just knew we had to make them go, you know, to, cent- to Central or Southwest, yeah. to the CUHSD. And, you know, just make sure that the, the math was better. Like I said, I didn't have science. And so I made sure that we had a science, you know, in Hebrew. That was my job back then. Mm-hmm. And now, now um, when I go into to Central, we needed to make sure that those, once those kids came to us, that we keep them at their level. We keep, you know, on them. And if they're failing, we need to realize, you know, something. Yeah. And that was some, some of the things were already in process, you know, like the Phoenix Rising. Um, you know, if you're not quite ready for ninth grade, but you're not DO, you know, Desert Oasis material, Phoenix Rising is a DO, but it's a whole separate um, program, and they'll take you. You know, and they'll help you and maybe promote you a little faster. You know, and yeah. everything, and then you can go back to central or southwest wherever you're from.
0: Yeah, because a lot of times, um, you know, I've seen it where kids are like, like borderline, and you know, instead of like putting them in, you know, where they can be maybe uh, fall more into into through the cracks you know you put them up here like kind of like encourage them to yeah
1: and and that was another thing I just recently had a mom come to me crying crying because her sophomore was gonna be sent to desert oasis mm-hmm. and I said well is it you know a behavioral thing or no no he's he's not up you know he doesn't have a point points and everything he's not on track to graduate so and I said okay first of all desert oasis if it's not a behavioral thing, it's still going to be a good diploma. It's still a high school diploma. It's not a GED. It's not, It's still a high school diploma. Yeah. Right? I said, but he's a sophomore. That means that if he does well, no, he was going to be a junior. He was a sophomore at Southwest. And all my kids, you know, and this was kind of dumb on the mom, but I, I want all my high, my kids' high school diplomas to match. I was like, <laughs> you got to look at the child. Yeah. You know, my other kids have done so well. You know, why not this one? Well, well, yeah. they're different, mm-hmm. night and day. My, my, both my kids are night and day. Mm-hmm. You know, but I wouldn't have it any other way because then, you know, wh- who am I gonna scream after and who am I gonna laugh with? Yeah. You know, but anyway, and I told her, but she, wait a minute. So let's, let's, let's hold on. You know, you can go, the, your child will go, and if he catches up, he can go back his senior year to Southwest and graduate with his class, with his friends. I said, but that's where you come in as a parent because this didn't happen overnight
0: yeah
1: you know you need to make sure that your kid is doing his homework that he's following the rules that he's going you know yeah and and i said and you know one of the right now one of the best things is the portal the student portal and the parent portal you can have weekly emails sent to your to your you know now your phone yeah right and to see how your son or daughter is doing yeah i said that's your job you we haven't been doing your job as a parent yeah
0: yeah now it's you easier know? for us as parents to like
1: yeah to keep on top of them yeah. right if you really want to you're gonna do it no matter what yeah. i remember my mom my mom you know she didn't drive she didn't speak english you know and and she was diabetic she was missing a leg missing half of her foot but let me tell you when something was wrong at school, she was the first one there, you know? Yeah. And I was so scared of that, <laughs> you know? So, so I think going back to the, the mom that went to, to Desert Oasis, I said, you know, it's not a bad thing. Mm. And then, so she calmed down and she was like, okay, if he can go back. And the other day I saw her at the post office and I said, hey, how's he going? Oh, he's already made up, you know, half of the units he has to do because they're in a much faster. Yeah. He goes, in, But I think I'm going to leave him there, she said, the year. You know she he can go back the the principal already told us that he can go back you know and, and do it and then they also have this wonderful program where if you want to take let's say a cte class or you know and the child wanted to do the fire academy mm-hmm. and so i said hey you know you can do that after after school at central or at southwest
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you don't have to worry about your children it's deal isn't this you know desert oasis isn't the like kind of like Heber, you know. It's not the, the bad thing that it was back then. Yeah. You know, desert races is not a bad thing. Uh-huh. It's not yeah, and, a bad and, and, thing.
0: And sometimes it's just them, you know, uh putting the effort in like that. Maybe one year, and then they're they're able to go back to yes to their school. And
1: they can they can choose to remain. Some choose to remain to stay mm-hmm.
0: there. Yeah. So, I I know that some kids like that pace where yeah. it's like you know you do the work on your own pace slower pace
1: you know everything's a little bit more and 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 it was funny because she said the first thing my son said was it's kind of like you know heber school where we all know each other you know we're kind of the teachers let us you know have lunch in their classrooms and stuff like that
0: yeah it's a smaller he liked it you know hey guys sorry for the interruption but it's time to pay some bills so here's a word from one of our sponsors all right so now back to our regularly scheduled podcast so um Let's talk about your events that sure. are coming up now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, our car show, it's our car show is um uh, we're on our 6th annual. Oh, wow. Uh the first car show we did was to promote like the unity of Heber mm. and we wanted to do something a fundraiser for our Proyecto Heber. We, we I remember we had like $8 in our checking account <laughs> when we first did our first one. And um you know, like the county donated the permits. And the water district there donated the park, you know, no fees and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had like zero budget, yeah. right? Uh, we didn't give out. It was a show and shine. The difference is no no trophies, right? Oh okay. And so then the DJ, my my son's friend was a DJ, so he <laughs> donated that. I mean, it was everything was free, right? Yeah. And um, so we we had a boxing exhibition, and oh, I mean, wow. it was. I remember pal. That, i mean sal the sheriff athletic league brought their ring you know anyway it was beautiful yeah and um and someone told me but why did, why a car show well heber cholos cars you know yeah and, and growing a- up my brother had a car so mm-hmm. i knew that, that 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 was kind of part of our of our woven you know mm-hmm. of our material that makes heber yeah so that's what we wanted to do but now it's our sixth annual oh. it is a full-blown you know um the the the, the Car show. What is it? The La Raza Council and the the Auto Club Council. Mm-hmm. They they come out. Uh-huh. You know, they they come out and they they were sanctioned by by them. So uh-huh. it's really neat. Um, but we needed. We still needed help with the permits, and it, it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. The 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 insurance and the permits and stuff. So then, three years ago, Heber turned eighty five. Uh-huh. So. Hebrew Utility, I was on the board back then still, and Hebrew Utility said that if I would help them, help do the 85th, if I would allow them to be with our car show, oh, okay. that they would take a little bit more of the brunt of the other stuff. So I said, sure. So that was three years ago. We're still doing it, you know, together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, at that, that three years, like right before the 85th, but in, in October, um, we did a zombie run.
0: Okay, I remember that. Uh A mud
1: zombie run. And um, that had such a, like everybody, we had um, people from Riverside, like teams from Riverside drive down, you know, and we had all this, we had so much fun doing it. And I don't know if I'm a freak or not, but I love, you know, Halloween stuff. I love (laughs) scary stuff. And so um, we were doing like a 5K run and we were doing stuff for the kids you know um free for any of the kids but that kind of was dwindling down it's not a big it wasn't a big big hit so this year last year they were asking us if we were gonna do a something for halloween you know something scary or stuff oh we did a a scary a creepy clown chase you know where clowns were chasing you and stuff (laughs) but we had about 100 runners but we wanted more Mm -hmm. so this year i um who is the general manager of, of Hebrew Utility, she loves crazy she's as crazy as me, you know? <laughs> and she loves scary stuff too. So she said she called me one day, she says, Hey, for the for this year's five K, we're gonna do La Llorona. And yeah. I said, Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, I got all into it. Yeah. yeah. We'll have her coming out of the the canals in Hebrew, you know, we're gonna do this and that. But the 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 route that the run was gonna take us was um, way too big. We were gonna need IID encroachment, we were gonna need, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So she said, why don't we use last year's creepy clowns, all the customs we got for La Llorona, and all these stumps, and, and let's just do it. Let's make our maze. And that's when, you know, um, and so it started like that. And they got into it, the board at the Hebrew Util- Utility District, they, they, they sanctioned it, they said yes um some the workers are working on a maze they're working on zombies you know cages it's it's just great it's gonna yeah. be great so we're gonna have uh zombies Yorona, um chucky we're gonna have freddy krueger creepy clowns i mean everything yeah
0: kind like wh- yeah, of yeah. <laughs> like where you went yeah kind of like where you went a couple weeks ago
1: yeah that was um research yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the uh, what's gonna be the router what's or? it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be the, oh and then we had the the first okay. year three years ago when they turned 85 we did the parade for the first time so it's kind of been flowing it's been sh- last year was shorter this year we're gonna go back to the original plan the parade's gonna start at the community center on hebrew avenue mm-hmm. go down hawk and go down all the way to corral and then come out through the back to the park to to Tito Huerta Park. Mm-hmm. So at the park, we're going to have the car show and the fa Fiesta, food vendors, beer garden, the live band, light up dance floor, for Clóricos, and we're going to... Last year we had a altar de muertos, uh-huh. you know, to bring in yeah. the Hispanic, you know...
0: Italian, yeah. yeah,
1: the tie it in, all that. And so we hope to have all that again. And then the maze is going to be in the back, in the back over by the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at 8.30... More or less, we're gonna have a movie in the park, in the backside of the park. You mm-hmm. know, to everything. Carnivals are always free for the kids. Um, live bands, like I said, everything. So it's gonna be like a family, a good old pachanga. you know, yeah. a good old fall fiesta.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, it's there's a lot, a lot of, of activities, you know, for that. Yeah, the whole day
1: t- from four to midnight. So
0: oh, wow.
1: it starts starts at four. Parade starts at four. It ends at the park, but the the whole. The whole party, the whole fiesta, will start at four. Also, okay. And we have a lot of, um, we have the Southwest Band, uh, marching band mm-hmm. is going to be the one running the 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 night, the the Halloween maze. Um, we have a lot of the, um, the clubs from the school from the high schools are going to be running the carnivals. Our chess team runs one of the carnivals, stuff like that. A lot of our our. Um, recipients from proyecto heber we have three new entrepreneur in entrepreneurs. <laughs> we have a lady that a, a young girl that you know she used to be part of our backpack program and part of our shoe drive and she now makes her own jewelry and she uh-huh. sells it and she's doing very well she's you know on etsy and on ebay you know she's doing very well Did she sell
0: it in, is she from the is she selling, she's from heber okay yeah. what well, maybe i've seen it because what kind of uh what kind of jewelry does she use? Sell? Mm,
1: she she makes her own jewelry. You can make her your own. She engraves stuff. Oh, okay. She does stones. She does a lot of... She works with silver a lot. Okay. She has some stuff like pre-made in Mexico, and then she kind of adds to it. Okay, okay. She does really well. I don't want to say her name because I don't know if she wants.
0: Okay.
1: She, I'm, no, I'm sure she would love her, the publicity, but I don't know Because I said she was one of our recipients. Oh, okay. We try to protect their identity as yeah, much as yeah. we can.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then we have a little girl who does her own eyelashes. You would never know it, but she makes she 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 produces and she markets and she packages her own eyelashes, wow. you know. And then we have a gentleman that does um, stickers and, and T-shirts and stuff. So we're those three are going to have their own booths there. Okay. So.
0: Um. And is it is there still time for people to to sign up for like if they want to sell or if they
1: want to sell our artifacts or you know anything just no food today is the last day for food. Okay. But they can, um, anything else, informational booths are still available. Okay. You know, it's, it's packed, it's jam-packed every year. Mm -hmm. We, last year we were expecting probably a thousand people. We had something like 2,000, you know. This year we're thinking maybe three, we're probably going to, you know, hit that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you hit 2,000 last year. Yeah,
1: it was just packed. It was beautiful. To me, it was beautiful. Yeah, I bet. You know. Yeah, and and every year it just gets bigger and bigger and
0: um, you, you had mentioned to me that you were trying to get a like a beer garden where you ever get yeah we
1: you? yeah we we have the beer garden every okay. year yeah okay I uh, haven't gone to talk to Calixto Brewery <laughs> we were at their their beer fest yeah this weekend know? yeah mm-hmm. we were there and I, I want I was gonna say hey I'm the guy I'm the one that's supposed to have talked to you we got the we got have the the permits and everything already because mm-hmm. they would fall under our beer garden you know. And ABC Today called me because they, anyway, there was a little <laughs> a little wrinkle right there, but I, they told me what to do and we're going to do it. <laughs> so um, every year, the same thing. We just are never on the same page. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're hoping to have craft beer. Okay. We're almost, I'm like 90% sure we'll have craft beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Craft and
1: beer. then we have the regular, you know.
0: Of course I... Yeah. Know.
1: And the Chavelas and um, we do Jarritos. You know, right. I have a, a, again somebody from our previous, um, you know, Hiberians. We that's what we call ourselves Hiberians. <laughs> my fellow Heberians love to drink. So, yeah. um, and I love tequila. I grew up on tequila, yeah. not not beer, just tequila. Uh-huh. My uh, my father's family had tequila farm, so oh, okay. you know we grew up on that. And uh, so the, this one gentleman, he's our bartender, and he he does really good chavelas and jarritos. So. That's, that's my, you know, where I'm excited about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, this is all happening what day?
1: Uh, October 26th. 26th. It starts at 4 and it runs to midnight.
0: Okay. And if they want to like get more information, they can go to... They Pre- can
1: do to Proyecto Hebrew our Facebook page. We don't have a website yet. <laughs> we can't afford it yet. But um, you can go to com. Okay. And uh, they, there's a link that shows you all of the car show information and the maze and everything. That one is run by um, the Hebrew Public Utility District. Oh, okay,
0: okay. I who see.
1: is the you know the major sponsor yeah. of this? Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, people should get excited for this because there's a lot of there's a there's lot. There's a of,
1: lot. There's a the haunted maze, the fiesta itself, the car show, the parade. You know, food food court, beer garden. We have Aliados del Norte. We have two mariachis. One's going to be at the, we have the altar de muertos and they're going to have their own mariachi. And then a mariachi kind of roaming around the, the kids. The kids' carnival is completely free. Mm. They can play there all day. Mm. I remember mm. my nieces had been they're 9 and 10. Mm. And they were like helping me, you know, um, set up the booth and everything. And they said, Tia, but are you going to pay us? I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take you to a carnival. And I told them, and I said, You know what? I'm going to pay for you for your carnival. I gave them a little beer um, bracelet, Uh you know, the the little wristbands. I said, Here, they're going to charge me later. Go. And it was all free. And they believed it. So this year they go, Are you going to pay for the carnival? Yes, Mija, we will. You can go play the carnival as much as you want. So if somebody out there needs a free, it needs to be the aunt of the year, like I was, or the uncle of the year. Yeah. There you go. Bring them to Heber. The carnivals are completely free.
0: Yeah, just tell them you paid for the. Whole yeah, thing, just tell them
1: yeah? you know what, uncle or aunt or tía is gonna, or grandma, grandpa. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, Diana, is there anything else that you would like to add that we didn't, we haven't? Because yes, we we've been almost an hour now. <laughs> so, um, and I know you've been, you've had a long day. And you still need to go take care um, of things for that's, for. The,
1: no, that's fine. Um. No, I just you know like it's, we I think we touched on you know my my husband is so supportive and so but my whole family is you know not just my kids and my kids love it they I've tagged they've tagged along to everything yeah since they were kids my kids knew about being an unincorporated city you know my kids do a lot of the, their activities you know my daughter was one of her 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 pet peeves was potholes we hit potholes oh, yeah. when we were when she was out driving we had major car damage oh, wow. we almost went into canal oh, you know yeah. and so she started advocating for pothole repairs and lo and behold the county came i don't know if it was her or because i'd been doing it for years you know or they were just tired of listening to us yeah. but you know we got our streets repaired but it's a, it's a family affair. My sister, you know, helps me, My everybody, my cousins. All my cousins are, are wonderful. Um, they're always helping. They volunteer for all these things, you know. Um, they have a competition between my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family. Who can help us feed the homeless? You know? oh, okay. <laughs> it's more, you know. So I, I'm very, very, very grateful that mm-hmm. God gave me this beautiful family. Not just my blood family, but my family of Hebrew.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and, and I, like I mean, when you incorporate your family, I think it's a it's a good way to share kids how to be um kind to people um because you never know when you're gonna be in you know in si- need, yeah. yeah um and just just kind in general' cause, you know you know we're not uh, the world itself is not in you know yes the best place, so you know,
1: and uh, not just kind but humble, I think that you need to realize where you came from yeah. and that we could all you know. We, we all come from the same creator. We all come from, you know, the same circumstances, especially in Hebrew. Yeah. You know, um, we may not be dirt poor, but, you know, we're not up there. We're not. Nobody can lose their job one day and be OK, yeah. you know. And that's what I, I keep telling my kids. You know what? The definition of homelessness is if you don't have your next three months of rent, you could typically be homeless, yes. you know. You lose your job and you could be homeless. Mm-hmm. And that's a very scary reality for pro- probably every single one of us. Yeah. You know. I yeah, don't think there's the anybody there's anybody right now that has enough in their savings account to live for three months. Yeah. You know? And I think humble and, and to be kind and, and just be aware of your surroundings.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I said,
1: you know, be active as to make sure that our schools get funded, make sure that that, you know, political correctness isn't just being politically correct it's being you know humble and kind to everybody yeah
0: yeah i mean it's i, I don't know not because i don't want to you know yeah but you know here where i live it's you know not always uh like the model or you it's know it's everywhere yeah but i kind of feel like you know be in a smaller town where like you know and not and not in a bad way where you know people's business mm-hmm. you know you kind of like um you know you you i don't know i guess it kind of makes you a bit more humble when you uh,
1: you know and and it's happened to me where i i see something and they don't have to ask you know i think it's it's our um it's our blessing, you know, that to be able to just go out there and say here,
0: mm-hmm. you know, here. And, and, and you know, going back to where I, where I grew up, um, and you know, a lot of the times, um, you know, people knew that you know, so and so's parents are, are working; they don't get home till like mm-hmm. night or whatever. So like, they knew like, hey, you know, my mom says yes. if you want to come home and, and and eat something, you know, stuff like that. You know, um, k- kind of like growing up in my little hometown, like kind of like makes me kind of relate to that and, and, and kind of miss it now that I'm all, an older, an, an adult, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, I talk to my neighbors, but not really that much. Uh, I'll say hi, bye, um, but, like, I don't know, you know, you know how they're feeling yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it kind of makes me, you know, I miss that small town feeling. And I, and
1: I don't think that anybody has to really ask you for help. I think you should be able to to to, to offer it, you know? And, and I think that that's what Breito Heber does, is we offer help, you know, whether you you ask us or not, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's something that, you know, I, I noticed when I saw you working with, you know, the Brown Bag Coalition. You know, it's it's a project that's based, you know, in Calexico that feeds the mostly the people the homeless people in Calexico. And yet, you know, you bring... And, and,
1: and you know, the beauty of that part is that we don't like our monies like we do our fundraising and stuff and sponsor and everything our monies are very 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 rarely touched to our funds are very rarely touched to to do anything for the homeless i have people like i'll get home and i have stacks of water bottles outside my house you know and people were always giving me if i post like the last the last feeding we had we um we We had a lot of people and we had two people that came a little late, you know, after we had served seconds to people and they didn't they didn't have we didn't have enough food for Mm -hmm. them for two people. And, um, you know, when I posted that, that we didn't have enough food for those people, you know, I had people calling me. Don't you ever do that? You know, you call me if you need more food. Well, it isn't that we needed more food. It's just that we had given seconds they were late, you know, but they will come and give us food and give us you know sometimes I'm, I give Mary Bell you know the Brownback Coalition I remember if you were giving if you um, remember when during the summer they were handing out those cheese sticks and stuff yeah. we had gotten you know boxes of them somebody donated them that they were overstocked they were going to expire so I gave them you know and I called Mary Bell hey do you need something she said that's perfect that's a protein that these people can have yeah. you know so I gave her some stuff like that you know people will come to me and give me more food you know, just because they understand that they know,
0: yeah.
1: and we all have someone. I mean, I have a brother who's out there homeless. It's his choice. Mm-hmm. It's his. You know, he has his battling his demons, but um, you know, he calls me for food. That's all I will give him. I'm not gonna give him money. Mm-hmm. You know, and he knows it. But everybody says, "How can you, how can you feed these people knowing that you know what they do?" It's not my place to judge. It's not. Yeah. I'm not going to judge my brother, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to judge these people.
0: Yeah,
1: you know they feed and, you know, you say homeless, but I believe you've seen it. You know, we have senior citizens that by the end of the month they don't have money. We have families. You know, when a mother tells you, you know what? I'm sorry, feed my children. You don't even have to feed me. Mm-hmm. I mean that that that's that's sad that in this United States of America yeah. that's happening. Yeah, and it's happening in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. You yeah. know. So we feed who, what we can, and we do what we can. And I think it's, you know, Brownback Coalition has given us back, too. They donated five pairs of shoes this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they give back. We give each other, you know. Yeah. We have to. We have to. You know, I've donated to Spread the Love charity because I work with Calexico, but I know that I'm right not central.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, it, it just it happens. I think that the whole valley needs to unite. Yeah. You know, and everybody, not just the people, you know. My, my father... My father was mostly my inspiration. My mother died when I was very young. Uh, my mother was a very tough parent. And my father was a little bit more laid back, you know, and everything. I was, you know, daddy's girl before. Yeah. and um, But he told me, you know, if this is what you want to do, um, you need to be, you know. And, and sometimes I would come home and I'd be frustrated. I'd be crying, you know, Dad, they don't want to do this. And he would say, no, you know, tú eres una Ruiz. Y si no te alcanza, también eres Vargas, you know, my mom's side, you know. And he would tell me, you don't give up, you know, and and I'll never forget the first time he told me, he sat me down and he says, I'm going to tell you two things. If you want to see a person's character, you give them power, right? And he says, and don't you ever let that power go to your head and go above your own character. And he told me again, eres una ruiz. You know, you need to, you need to remember that. Don't you ever betray your name for, for, for power, you know? And I said, okay, dad, you know, never really realizing until later what that meant. And then he said, and remember to be a, to be a, to be a elected official to serve, you must first be a servant, you know? And I didn't really catch it until later, you know, Mm -hmm. it's true. You'll never know who it is you're serving, you know, who it is that you're representing as an elected official until you really serve for them, you know? Yeah. You go out there and you you never forget that. I'll never mm-hmm. forget that, that I serve these people, you know, they elected me, but I serve them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? It's like the kids, you know, the kids in that school. I've le- kind of left a little bit of my, you know, my other political aspirations aside. I think I, I found my niche in the school boards and that's where I want to be, you know? If anybody from Imperial County is hearing, don't think that I won't be up there anymore. I will. But um, not, at the, not at the board. I don't mean the board, but, you know, be out there advocating for my community. But, yeah. um, you know, it's all the kids. It's all the children all the time. And I think that a lot of times we forget that when we're elected to those positions. And we shouldn't. That's yeah. who we serve. We don't. The parents may elect us, but in reality, the ones we're serving are the children, mm-hmm. you know. And they don't have a voice, and they can't vote for you. So you really need to make sure that that's why you're there
0: for the kids. And I feel that also, um, in the same way that we vote, these people up there, um, you know, people, the people who voted for them need to hold them accountable when it comes to like them not doing their their job. Yeah. So.
1: And we make mistakes, you know. Sometimes we we'll we'll make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but you always have to do, you know. I think that one of the first, Patsy Becerra, she was on the board for many, many years with me, and she would tell me, you always look at your agenda, and you put aside the money matters, and the kid matters, and you always make sure, you split it in half, Diana, every single time you're going to to um, to vote on something, mm-hmm. you split it in half, this is the money, and this is what's going to benefit or harm the kids, mm-hmm. and that's how you vote, and so I, I've taken that to heart. You know, and I I've, I've voted no on quite a few things and I I'm, I'm not ashamed of it, you know. Mm-hmm. I've 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 made some en- enemies but eh. Tell it, it, it comes with the job, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 It has to. I has to. Yeah. You know?
0: And and I I feel like, you know, me that, you know, somebody that I hardly know you like I, pr- I approach you, I feel that you're somebody that's approachable when it comes to like somebody wants to talk to you about an issue, I feel like you're open to Oh.
1: Yes, thank you. I always have, like I said, everybody knows where I live,
0: mm.
1: and um, or where they can find me,
0: mm.
1: you know. And I, I've always, I haven't changed my cell phone number since I got, I got, that, I got this number when cell phones were barely coming out. Yeah. I was pregnant with my son. He's twenty three. He's, he's gonna be twenty three you know october 26th is his birthday he was like mom i said hi mijo next year you you
0: tell them i'm through your party
1: yeah this is gonna be your party (laughs) like like the carnival is for the the kids this is your party um i'm gonna have you a live band and a beer garden (laughs) no but um but you know this is when i got myself i haven't changed it and i don't plan to change it you know i still have a landline that people mm. still call me at, and, and my husband says, we need to get rid of that. No, 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 because people still know how to get you know in touch with me. Yeah, you know, and and my if and I and I tell people when I give you know when somebody asks me to go and talk at their civic club or something about brick or Hebrew, I tell them we help, we get kids calling for the the shoe drive, you know. But I live in Brawley, okay. I'm not going to use my brick to Hebrew because people that give it to me are expecting it to be for Hebrew, yeah. you know. But I'll get a sponsor from Brawley. I'll get a sponsor from Calexico. We had four from Calexico. You know, uh, Brownback Coalition will tell us for the Posada. Diana, can you, you know, donate for this family? Um, One time we had like two nights before Christmas to, you know, somebody contacted me through Facebook. You know, I know you help people from Heber, but my sister just got, you know, divorced, whatever, whatever, she got kicked out. She doesn't have a Christmas tree. It was like, oh no. (laughs) She's got three little kids. I'm not going to have them without a Christmas tree, right? Yeah. So, again, I'll, I'll find something. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, if I can't help you, break the Hebrew, can't help you, we will find someone that will help you. Yeah. And that's another beauty of the Pearl Valley is you. we all stick together. Mm-hmm.
0: You yeah, can find
1: people that will help you in another community. Yeah,
0: I think that at the end of the day, you know, even though we might not be as united as we should mm-hmm. because we're so close and so small and, you know, um, I feel that, you know, when you need somebody, you know, there's somebody there to to help you, whether it's from Brawley, whether it's uh-huh. from North Central, Holville, whatever. I feel that, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, since I've been doing this, I kind of, you know, met, have been meeting people yes. that, you know, that, you know, are caring and, you know, they know somebody that could help you or they could help you themselves. So I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, we might not be, like I said, we might not be as... Closing it as we should but you know we're we're close
1: i think so and i uh-huh. think we're the valley is you know sometimes we stop and think that and now having my daughter going to university in san diego it, it really hits home where you know brole. don't get hasta brole yeah when it's like oh no <laughs> you know just for her to be able to get to a walmart it's like you know from here to brawley yeah you know so I think that even though we have that mentality that you know, oh gosh, I don't want to work. We live in Kalexico and have to work in Brawley, you yeah. know. And it, and I think that that's slowly but surely changing. Also, mm-hmm. you know, where I think we're more united. You know, Brawley isn't that far, yeah. you know, and and Mexicali isn't that far, mm-hmm. you know. We it's a, it's a whole other country, yeah. you know, and that beautiful. I love. We were talking today about about Mexicali. You know, I was born and raised in hebrew but every weekend we went to Mexicali. you know me too and people tell you all the time you're not afraid of mexico i love Mexicali. i've had a few scares Mm -hmm. you know there's been a few things that i don't like to go to Mexicali by myself yeah and i don't wear jewelry when i go (laughs) you know little things i tell my kids no i no earpods no nothing yeah and you hide that cell phone in fact if you don't take it it's even better yeah
0: yeah you know? it's getting a little bit um a little bit more dangerous down there it's not it's not what it, i mean i guess every generation says that right where it's like yeah it's not what it yeah, used no to be uh-huh. yeah but i don't know it kind of feels like um our second home yeah over there yeah, yeah. yeah. but but yeah um i want to thank you for taking this time off oh, and, and thank you for and, you know, talking me. to me i really um you know <laughs> want to thank you for everything you do for you know not, oh, not only hebrew you. but you know the imperial valley um like i said i kind of feel like you're under the radar doing all these amazing things and people really don't i mean i don't know i don't know if it's just me that you know people really don't um notice what you do or i I don't know i don't
1: you know i try not to promote myself Mm -hmm. i I, that's not my style Mm -hmm. that's not
0: and i feel like a lot of people that that are like you know like you that like to do things for the community like to you know help people in need are like that you know they really don't like i
1: i I try not to promote myself i try you know but in this day and age you kind of have to right you have to have that facebook page you have to have that instagram you know and and stuff and i've been called out you know a a couple of times especially sometimes a friend of mine you know told me why do you post but if you really are in your heart feeding those homeless and i said well you know what i'm accountable I'm accountable to my to my sponsors and my donors yeah
0: you know I I feel that way when I um when I used to do it I was like did I really um want to do it like post it on Facebook that I'm doing this but you know yeah like I kind of like you said like sometimes sometimes people Mm -hmm. donated money to me like to help out Maribel and you know that was kind of like my way to show them that yeah you know that's this is where your money is going right
1: yeah, we're very low-key, and, and Olivia is very shy, <laughs> my <laughs> co-founder. Mikey, he's another, you know. Um, but Mikey likes to do the car show. He's into cars. He's my he's my um, my nephew's, you know, childhood buddy, and he likes the cars and his stuff, and that's who came to me, you know. Let's do let's do a car show, and we can raise money, you yeah. know. So he became our third board member, you know. We were looking for a third board member, and he became our third ber- board member for Do Heber. And it's 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 kind of worked you know. Um, they kind of push me to the front, <laughs> and you know, and sometimes I get really nervous in front of uh, audiences that I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And they tell me, "No, no, no, you do it," you know. Olivia's very shy, yeah. and um, but I I just don't like to promote it. Yeah, eh.
0: yeah, I I get it, but um, yeah, uh, like I said, I want to thank you. Um I hope that you know people can make it out on the twenty sixth um it looks like it's gonna be a, a lot of fun um like there's a lot of, a lot of things for the whole family there um, um thank you and you know like i said i want to when i reached out to you I was like you know i want to help promote this um i know that every year i you know i've seen it and it, it kind of gets bigger it and, gets bigger, bigger, and, bigger. and yeah. bigger yeah so that uh, I, that's a sign of you guys doing a you know
1: it's always gonna be Um, The last weekend of October, always, you know, that's where we we did it three years ago and it worked. And that's that's our time now. Okay, that's your slot. Yeah, yeah. the 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 car show people, they they sanctioned us, you know, on those days. And and so they um, have you like signed up. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Um, so yeah um, thank you once again you know we've been at it for over <laughs> an hour now but um, you know you're, you're really easy to talk to um, and, and, and I don't know it's, it's thank you um, you know I, I enjoy I enjoy our conversation I was kind of nervous because like I said I met you a couple of times we've never really talked but mm-hmm. you know it's, it seems like you know we're, we've known each other for a while I don't know but
1: my mom used to say te hacen así y va," you
0: know <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I want to thank you so much again um, and thank everybody for listening And um, yeah, see you guys in the next one. Thank you.